Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Today we're debating space exploration, and we are starting right now with Howard's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Howard. The floor is all yours. Hi, James. Thanks for having me again. Um, If you could please play my video with the audio, and I'll narrate over it. You got it. Starting right now. Okay, so space exploration or space exploitation. The reason why people are skeptics is because since 1950s, they've been making movies letting people know how they planned to build space stations and how they planned to do uh, spacewalks way before they even went up and did it for supposedly for real. So we can see that they were quite accurate in their depictions, or should I say predictions, way back in the early 50s or earlier, because it takes years to make a movie. We can see the sizes of the rockets were quite accurate. We can even see the depiction of people when they go really fast is <laughs> getting better. The actors are getting better. The depictions of Earth are obviously getting better. But yeah, even 70 years ago, they were able to to do quite a good show, quite a convincing show for people that didn't know otherwise. Quite believable. And then when you see that the owner of uh, NASA, they depicted him eight years before he, he existed, just like they even knew what the suits would be like eight years before they even needed suits and then since uh, NASA was created they've been keeping up the propaganda campaign in every country Russia did a space um, movie which showed the SpaceX landing about 40 years before the SpaceX landing again um, we we could think of it as predictive programming because it was uh, putting the idea in people and then later showing them what they wanted to see. And the uh, 
Warner Von Braun from NASA also wrote a science fiction book called Project Mars, in which he predicted the leader of the humans would be called Alan, like Alan Musk. And it looks like Alan Musk likes to pay credit to Stanley Kubrick for some reason, as we can see in the um, information under the speed. And it's also maybe a coincidence that Stanley Kubrick was in... Um, NASA studios during 1965. Obviously, uh, green screen and uh, harnesses have got a lot better over time. So um, nowadays, they, they'd really be able to fake it quite good. But back in the day, the technology wasn't so good. They would have had to rely on models, cartoons, and an old kind of camera tricks. It is photoshopped, but it's it has to be. So I used to be really popular and enjoy partying all the time. And then I become a bit of a loner because I started doubting NASA. And it's because people are scared. Um, they've been taught to be dependent, compartmentalized, and uh, to be religious fanatics over information because authoritative figures are supposedly God. Yet I am not with that. So I can look back at time and I can see that they've been installing fear of uh, the outer space idea since, um, since the forever. United Nations cannot ignore. We are obviously in the grip of a force stronger than we can oppose. The United Nations were also predicted to be needed for space. And they also started their um, Office for Outer Space Affairs the same year as NASA. So it looks like the United Nations are very tied in with the space agencies, just like they're very uh, tied into climate change and the politics around that. So I'm worried that space uh, exploration might be harmful because when we see that they're also managing the climate change uh, action for the last 70 years by putting extra chemicals in our atmosphere, without any worry about the secondary effects on us for breathing it, plants or water for being contaminated. Well, they don't have any fucking control of the weather. There are programs around the world, international corporations are modifying our weather all the time. And they're modifying it in ways that cover thousands and thousands of square miles. Most of it is chemically altered. So that what happens is that we are putting chemicals, ground-based chemicals that are shot into the air, or chemicals coming from airplanes that change and modify our weather. So yeah, making us feel guilty for the possibly they're provoking. And also they seem to have the same advice for our health as well as the climate change. Just keep adding emissions instead of worrying about the toxins. Just like when an industry wants to add new radiation, there seems to be no problem with extra contamination of new radiation networks that haven't really been tested long term. Yet at the same time, they blame us for the theory of passing germs, even though we've never been able to scientifically prove it in an experiment. And that the scientists and doctors for the last hundred years that have been arguing it, because not everyone agrees with the theory of evolution, that things are evolving. It's more that we might be adapting to things over time. But the Big Bang Theory has sadly got everybody on an ego trip thinking that, you know, we can be as gods and explore the outer space 
when really the magic might all be here on the inner space, on a higher dimension that we can't see. And uh, sadly, our ego has been convinced to ignore the unknown and to ponder over fairy tales and possibly complete um, lies. So we're not acknowledging that there could be higher, be higher dimensional beings. We're just uh, terrified with this idea of a empty void and that we're lost in space without any direction, spinning, spiraling without any cause or creator. It's um, quite funny because we, we believe we've got a molten core, yet we haven't got a clue what's underneath uh, the surface, never mind what's above uh, in the skies. So people are scared by cartoons. And I think this is harmful because our vibes affect other people, our actions and behavior affect other people. And um, scientifically, we can see the effect of frequencies in cymatics experiments, because um, just a slight change in Hertz can really distort or clarify a geometrical pattern. And the geometrical pattern is just the physical plane of existence that we can see in 3D, where the actual torus field, it could be 4D. try and ignore it as much as they want but the science speaks for itself we can affect uh, frequencies have whether they're spoken felt or thought so i feel like there is a conspiracy for us to ignore these things and to think more and ponder more on fa fairy tales and fantasies that aren't possible that are out of the reality so that we ignore the actual reality and the potential that we have in it if we understood what effect frequencies have in our um, atmosphere, we might wonder about the frequencies being generated and added to our atmosphere by the stars themselves. Because the stars and what we call planets are definitely uh, more majestic than what we've been told. We haven't even seen um, how far we can go underwater and what what is under the water all the way, never mind where the uh, alphabet might have come from. So, yeah, we haven't dig, dug down more than eight miles, 12 kilometers, yet we're claiming to know all about the Earth. Yet when we look at biogeology, we see that we're very mistaken about what Earth actually is or was. And then maybe the same people that are promoting the dinosaur and evolution are actually hiding what dragons and titans were because it seems like things were a lot bigger in the prehistoric days yet the people that are telling us 
uh, which sites are to be valued and uh, which sites UNESCO. It seems like they're in control of all these old cathedrals and um, ancient sites, yet they're telling us that they were just tri tribes and primitive when they're obviously not. And again, the same people are also in charge of when we can explore the Antarctica. We can only go there for one or two days with limited resources because maybe they don't want us to find more. And I'm not saying that everyone in the United Nations is evil. I'm saying that maybe the people behind the United Nations have got everyone confused looking at the ice cube neutrino, thinking that it's the sun when maybe it's other energy sources that could help with the uh, energy sources for us. But, you know, they're making us feel like we're overpopulated when there's 8,000 billion square feet in Texas alone. So we could all live in Texas with a thousand square foot per person. Yet they're going to tell us we're overpopulated. They're going to tell us that we have to be scared of ourselves when really the only thing to fear is fear itself. A lot of people end up in hospital because of uh, things getting hyped out of necessity. Look at the placebo and the nocebo effect. It's scientifically proven. So I can't understand why they're so obsessed with globalization and getting everybody to be the same when really individuality and um, variety is how we can compare and contrast what's the best options for future. You've only got to see that cartoons and news and even um, public figures are very often living out uh, scripts that we've seen before, because if we keep seeing a similar pattern, even if we see it in a different cartoon or from a different celebrity, it'll have a similar effect on us and we'll think we've come to our own decision. Hence why a lot of celebrities might have been wearing masks a year, up to a year before pandemic, and also why the people that are promoting that there is a pandemic scared everybody with scenes from Wuhan that we haven't seen anywhere else. So yeah, these are all the same people telling us to stay at home, telling us that we're guilty of spreading germs, telling us that we've got to worry about carbon, but not worry about toxins. And maybe it's these people that are shaking the jar that we should be actually looking at instead of looking at each other, because they're the ones that seem to be profiting from what we're going through. They're the ones that are suggesting the solution. Well, maybe they caused the problem. I mean, they've turned around and said that we can provide all these um, gene therapies for people and um, they can spend all over a hundred million worldwide taxes on going to outer space supposedly yet that money could be much better appropriated in helping people with need here and um, for all those people that think I'm a conspiracy theorist well it is on the money and it is written in stone in the Georgia Guidestones and the supposed world leaders do all meet up at Luciferian and satanic ceremonies like the tunnel opening in Switzerland, where they publicly had a complete ceremony worshipping the underworld, whatever demigods they're all into. I don't have any beliefs, so I'm not sure what, what they're on about, but you can clearly see that they're into witchcraft and the dark arts, and they're not even embarrassed. They're, they're actually mocking us by putting it in our faces and we're doing nothing. So, you know, I've been mocked for the last few years. But I don't regret it. The only thing I regret is not starting earlier because I knew that we were heading towards hell on Earth. So even if people don't think 
I've got my head on right. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the kids. It's about the future. They're the ones that are going to be left with the crap, the shit all that we've left by being ignorant and distracted with all this um, space fantasies and social media. I feel like we should really be going out there and each give it um, give it a little bit of their own angle because not everyone can do it the way I do it, but we can all learn from each other and we can all give constructive criticism. I never claim to be right about everything, but I am a globe skeptic and I'm a space exploration skeptic because I have made my own primary observations. I've asked others to compare results and all I've received is ridicule and um, slander and see a lot of satire. So I'm hoping that now after the last one and a half years that we've all had, people are starting to see that it's about time. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening statement, Howard. And what we're going to do is First, let me just introduce our guests and let you know that they are linked in the description. That includes Conspiracy Cats and Howard. And also want to let you know, if this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. We are glad you're here. With that, we're going to kick it over to Conspiracy Cats. Thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours for your opening statement as well. Right. Um, Okie dokie. So uh, thanks for having us on, James. First time here. So uh, really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Howard, for coming and for putting all the effort into what you just did there. Really appreciate that. Uh, For me, I'm going to try and keep things as uh, focused just on on the topic at hand as I possibly can. So the topic at hand for this debate was space exploration. Is it real? Um, Howard did mention in his statement, I know this isn't that we brought around, he did mention, you know, that is space exploration worth the money? Is that money better spent elsewhere? Um, and that's not something I'm going to touch on myself because I understand that there are millions of people out there or hundreds of thousands of people out there that think that money should be better spent elsewhere, finding a cure for cancer or or exploring Earth and not, you know, the, the, there are plenty of people who think that money could be spent in better ways. Not me. I think exploration and finding things out is is absolutely fantastic and I, I love it. But I agree that that's a very subjective topic. Um and and you know rather than being uh factual with one right answer. So I'm going to stay away from that. But what I am going to do is talk about space exploration. Is it fake? Is it not? Can I share my screen, James? Yes. Thanking you. So hopefully you can see that. Let me just, uh, yes. there we go. Right, brilliant. Um, so this, I'm going to just be updating this during the debate for any evidence Howard presents, any evidence I present, just so I can keep a running track at the end for questions and stuff. But is space exploration real? Well, I want everybody to imagine a world. Imagine a world where you wake up one morning and you hear about something called the ISS. And the ISS is supposedly this magical thing in the sky. That's a great soundbite, isn't it, for flat earthers to take and use, right? This this magical thing in the sky that uh, that NASA are telling us exists there, but does it really exist? And you're going to wonder, right? And you might look out at night in the stars. You might you might try and see if you could find where the ISS is, and you might turn to Google and come across something like this called the ISS tracker. But it's just a picture on a screen, isn't it? Right, and it moves a little bit, but it tells you roughly where the ISS is in the sky. It's just a picture on a screen of a globe Earth that's been, you know, unfolded 
And it will show you where on the globe Earth the ISS is, but it's just a picture, isn't it? And you might think, well, that doesn't exist because it's, ju it's just an image. So what you might do is you might forget about it and then have another Google a couple of days later, and you might come across a site like this. And this site uh, will actually allow you, <coughs> excuse me, to type in your postcode. And when you're on the, post, uh, the postcode, it will tell you where and when, sorry, it will tell you when you will be able to see the ISS in the sky from your location. And it will give you information like this. It will give you the dates. We can see the dates down the left-hand column. We can see how long it's going to be visible for in the sky. Uh, we can look at the, the direction you've got to look, you know, the angle in the sky you've got to look. And this is my nearest location to me that it had for, which is down in Salford. And you might think, well, that's that's a little bit more a uh, little bit more detailed than just this image here, isn't it? Right. But it's still just text on a screen, isn't it? Surely. But then you might think, oh, go on, then I'll actually turn up and I'll try and have a look to see if this magical ISS is actually in the sky. And you turn up to one of these places and lo and behold, you see it and it goes really really quick in the sky and it's tiny and you think oh that was amazing and uh beautiful story until somebody says well can you prove to me the iss is up there and you say well i didn't take a photograph but many people do many people turn up to these places and many people take lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of photographs many amateur astronomers take lots and lots and lots of photographs um, and those who know what they're doing can get some really really good photographs of the iss by turning up to the location um, at the time, it is predicted to be visible at that location over and over and over again, making it reliable and repeatable. And, you know, clearly those websites are telling us that something's in the sky and we see it and we can take a photograph of it. So that adds a little bit more um, substance to, to the argument. But as a, as, a, as a flat earther or a, a space skeptic, you know, you still might think, well, these are other people's photographs. They're not mine. How do I know the real? Well... After a bit of pondering, if you're really honestly searching for truth, if, if that's what people are doing, really honestly searching for truth, rather than just saying, oh, it's a photograph, I didn't take it, therefore I don't know it's real. What you might do if you're really honestly searching is you might contact, I don't know, somebody like Astronomy Live. Astronomy Live is, I, I can't shout his channel out enough, and I'll be doing so on my channel in, in uh, future videos. Astronomy Live is a brilliant, brilliant YouTube channel. He's put this video out here. I'm not going to play the whole thing, where he actually tracked the ISS live with his telescope, right? And people could actually watch it live on YouTube, him with his telescope, focused at the ISS, tracking it through the sky. But again, people might say, well, that's just a video. It's just a fake. You're faking it. So what Astronomy Live has done is he's written uh, the, the program that he uses for his telescope to track the ISS. I've hidden half the link here because I don't know whether he keeps it for patrons or members only. I don't know, so I don't want to give the link out for free. But if you check his website, you, you'll get that from him. If you click on that link, it will take you to this page here. Now, I don't know anything about code. I know absolutely nothing about code. Like, I'm not even going to pretend I understand anything that is on that page. But it will take you to a massive, uh, a massive document that you can take and you can you can put into your uh, telescope or the machine that moves your telescope around. And you can do this yourself, right? You can track the ISS yourself. Now, a lot of us will look at that and think, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. But maybe you could go to a local astronomy club if you're really seeking truth. And you could take this and say, look, let's set this equipment up and then go to one of those places where we know the ISS is supposed to be and track it ourselves and have a look at it ourselves. You know, you could actually do that. 
And if you look at the comment section of Astronomy Live's video, just shout him out again, um, Astronomy Live, go and check him out. You'll see people in the thread of that video and you can click on the little icon and you can go to their channels and see that the real people are not government shills. Over the moon about how brilliantly the, uh, the, the script that is written works. Uh, Astronomy Live is helping people go to these places that the ISS tracker says uh, at the right time, you'll be able to see the ISS from here, and he's helping people view it through their own telescope and track it as it goes to the sky, so they can get brilliant videos just like Astronomy Live did. And then you could go to YouTube and you could search in, you know, how to track ISS, and you know, maybe I should have shrunk my screen, but you'll see endless amounts of videos of people, just like this guy down the bottom here, JW Astronomy, okay, it's not somebody I've heard of, right, but he's doing the same thing, looking at the ISS through his telescope, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, amateur astronomers, doing this, seeing this with their own eyes, right? And you can go and join them. And how could you go and join them? Well, you might. Uh, oh, sorry, here's somebody else. Uh, Scott Manley. What you can also do with the ISS, uh, and you'll be not surprised here that Astronomy Live has also done it, is you could take the, the altitude of it and the size of it, from the NASA website, and you can do your own primary observations and primary calculations on the ISS to verify the height of the ISS, to verify the size of the ISS. Astronomy Live has got a brilliant video here, measuring the ISS uh, without using the moon. There's several ways you can do it. You can use uh, the relative size compared to the, the moon. His video is brilliant. All right. It, it goes quite deep into the trigonometry and the maths behind it. But at the end of it, he spits out an answer and he's within one percent uh, in his answer for the, the height of the, the altitude of the ISS compared to what NASA say it is. This guy here, again, getting the, the altitude right. And in, uh, amateur astronomers all over the world doing this independently, verifying what NASA is saying, seeing the ISS with their own eyes, using something that is uh, predicting the location of the ISS based on a globe, all right? And they can go and do it. But you still might look at it and say, well, I didn't do it, and I haven't got the script. Well, you know what? You could go to your local uh, observatory. If you're really seeking the truth, if you really want to know, if you're out there and you're flat earther or a space denier, and you, but you want to be an honest one, you could literally go to your local astronomy center, your local observatory, this one here, uh, I told you I'm not far from Salford. All right, here's one. Um, they're doing, just in a few days' time, an open evening where anybody can go and you can talk to these people and you can see them using the telescopes and you can, you can join the club and you can go and get pictures of the ISS yourself. You can make your own primary observations of the ISS when it appears in your location based on exactly what the globe model predicts it to do or when the globe model predicts it to do you can do that yourself and that's what an honest truth seeker would do if you're really honest about it you would never turn around and say i have never been to an observatory and i'm not even going to go and i'm not even going to try and i'm not even going to um buy a telescope and have a look i'm not going to do any of those things but i am just going to say it's all fake if you were an honest proper truth seeker you get you dive in head first you'd have a look and you'd see for yourself, and then you'd make your conclusion. You wouldn't make your conclusion before without even trying, all right? And I think that's that, that's the, the key for me. Plenty of people have made uh, the leap. This is from Simon Dan. Simon Dan is an amateur astronomer. This is the first picture, or one of the first pictures he took with his, uh, he told me this was quite basic kit. Um, and that's a picture of Jupiter. Very different to what you might see flat earthers taking with uh, P900s. 
the you know just take a quick snapshot or film jupiter in the sky with a p900 and you get all that atmospheric interference you know he's learned how to do it properly he's taken a beautiful picture of uh, jupiter there lovely anybody can do that themselves here's another one not so good of saturn not that i'm going to criticize you simon Dan, you give me the pictures thank you very much uh but this is one of his earlier attempts you can go and do that yourself all right uh geist astro off twitter uh, loads of pictures I might be using in this debate. Absolutely legendary guy, right? Again, these are pictures he's taken himself. Um, you can do it all. Now, what you might also do is say, well, I, I, I think that when people are showing those rocket launches and things all that, how long have I got, James? You've got five minutes. Brilliant. So you might say, I think when people are doing these rocket launches, that it's all CGI because in the 1950s, somebody made a film and it looked a bit like one of the SpaceX rockets uh, coming down, right? So, so we can obviously fake it. So that, what, that, that must be what we're doing when we're recording these, right? We must be faking it because I've seen it on a film. Or the honest truth seeker, the honest space skeptic would say, well, you know what? I haven't even tried to pop myself over to Port Canaveral and actually have a look. I haven't even tried to do it. Maybe I should try and do it. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe that's the honest step. So that's what Astronomy Live did. And again, he took, uh, and thank. I want to thank him again for using this. I'm not going to play the, the whole thing. Uh, it is on his channel. Go and have a look at it. But essentially, he's uh, looked at the, the, uh, Falcon, uh, the SpaceX Falcon heavy launch here. And what he's done is he's filmed it. Oops. And anyone can go. He just went. Anyone can go. An honest space skeptic could go and do this. And he's seen it take off. Oh, that way. And it, in one continuous shot, oh, we can see as the uh, the atmospheric pressure decreases, how the, the thrust is able now to come out a little wider, less narrow, etc. He's filmed it. So the, um, you know, the two rockets that, that help launch it break off. He's focused on them. Duh, duh, duh. This is all one shot. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Um, I promised that I, I wouldn't. And then he's filmed it right in front of his eyes, real as it's landed. He's done that himself. That's what he's filmed. So really, we've got two options. We can either be an honest skeptic who doesn't go in headfirst and go to the local observatory and find people who know what they're doing with telescopes and predict where the ISS is going to be and look at the ISS and see it's real and, and measure how high it's going to be, right? We could be an honest skeptic that doesn't do any of that. We can be an honest skeptic that doesn't go and actually watch these rocket launches. And what we could do is we could just say, everything's fake, right? And then we're done. I'm an honest skeptic, everything's fake because I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I'm also not going to bother to go and see it with my own eyes. To me, that's not really an honest uh, skeptic. To me, um, an honest skeptic would, would dive in headfirst and go and have a look for themselves. So I am hoping, right? And I'm not directing any of what I've said at, at Howard here. Uh, I'm just using that, that term goes around uh, a lot, but I'm hoping, you know, that, that I would look at that and go, okay, right. Next time we speak, I will have gone to an observatory and I will have, had a chat with these people and I'll come back from an educated perspective and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Right. I'm not suggesting he spends thousands of pounds to go over to America. That would be, uh, that would be uh, ridiculous, but there are people in America. Maybe he can be in contact with that. He knows that could go over and film one of these things for him that can see it from there. Um, you know, I would be interested 
to, to, to see him speak to him again next time when he's attempted to make some of these primary observations. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, that is absolute 100% proof um, that the ISS is real, therefore space exploration is real. That was the topic of this debate, and I'd be interested to see what he comes back with on that. I'm done. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening as well, Katz. And want to let you know, folks, our guests are linked in the description. We really do appreciate them. And also, very excited, if you haven't heard about it, we are thrilled Stefan Molyneux and Destiny will face off for the first time ever at the end of the month on ethics. It's going to be a juicy debate. You don't want to miss it. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you don't miss it, as well as many more juicy science debates as well. With that, this format is different today, such that we are going to have three-minute intervals and I am going to actually be muting the other person while the other person is speaking. So we are going to jump into that with Howard's first three-minute segment. I've got the timer set. Howard, the floor is all yours. Okay, James, can we please play um, the first video for my opening statement, you which is it. called Phenomenalism Clips? You got it. Let me pull that up right now. And let me know when you hit play. And please make full screen for the audience. Will do. I... Thank you. It's taking a moment to load. I just started playing it. Thank you. So one thing being skeptical, because you don't have to be skeptical about everything, where the infamous YouTubers that seem this to be promoting original uh, satire towards anyone that questions any of the official narratives. Okay, just so you know, it just started. Mr. Sensible is speaking in the video now. Cool. It's, it, this is not CGI. It's an original print autographed by... Buzz Aldrin. I have zero doubt that we went to the moon. This is a real video. I don't care if you think it's not a real video. And this video debunks the claim that water cannot stick to the outside of something and that water always finds its own level. I don't care if you believe we've been to space or not. It's just a fact. That's not an argument. It's a fact. You claim it's a fact, yet you can't provide one photo of a whole country. I don't need to. Right now. You can't even take the challenge to find a real photo of a whole country and then try and backdate it, like I said. So, you know, it's all right saying that you want to see me do a primary observation. I've been asking people to provide reproducible evidence from primary observations for four years, and I get laughed at. So I'm not asking anyone to spend a big amount of money or go a It is Photoshop, but it's, it's has to be. Photoshop doesn't mean fake. How many times do I have to say that? Now, in fact, there is some slight dis distortion. If you compress that image left to right, it accentuates it. I mean, seriously, you have to go to some lengths to see what... This was my PowerPoint. This is what I prepared for old uh, Howard, who... Uh... Hang on, you mean you brought evidence to a debate? I, I brought evidence to a debate, yeah. This is, what? everyone's getting to see my, my stuff now. Um, and there we go. So this would be an example. The sun is behind you as it's set, and Venus is in front of you. Um, 
that's the moon and directly above it is Venus. Um, okay, yes, the sun is sometimes setting behind Venus, but... And there you go. You can catch them out lying. You can prove that they're um, That's time. Three minutes. Okay. We're going to kick Did it over. The, the, um, horizon of the ocean between those levels. I'll, I'll give you the extra 30 seconds because we had that misunderstanding regarding the video. Also, I'll let it play out the rest of the video. And you've then got when you 30 seconds left in the video. Look and squeeze so the image left to right, compress it. Straight edges remain straight, but the horizon shows a curve because it's curved. So, you know, maybe it is an honest mistake. I'm not trying to say that everyone's a shill, but maybe a lot of these people that are telling you to trust them are actually mistaken themselves because they're so fanatical about their beliefs that they ignore our primary observations. Thank you, James. You got it. And we will kick it over to Conspiracy Cats for his three-minute interval. Let me move over here. And we are ready for you, Conspiracy Cats. Thank you. Right. So again, topic of the debate is, is space exploration real? Um, and, you know, you mentioned primary observations. If I just share my screen again, at the risk of uh, sounding like I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry about this. So at the minute, um, what I've got here is the evidence that I have presented that is reproducible. You mentioned in your three minutes, there, reproducible evidence. Now, it is reproducible, and I think I, I really laboured that point in my opening statement, that you can go to where the ISS is going to be visible anytime you want, every single time, and it be reproducible. That's what these you know, astronomers are doing all the time to get that, all those pictures and all that footage. I have said that you can go and watch one of these rocket launches. That, you know, that is something that's reproducible. Now... I'll tell you a story. When I was uh, when I started teaching, um, there was a GCSE in astronomy. Actually, uh, it's a few years after I started teaching. I'll just stop sharing for a minute. Sorry. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up. I started teaching astronomy as a way to try and get the kids an extra sort of science GCSE, but I wasn't really much of an astronomer. Um, it was very, very theory-based, as you might imagine, living in the UK. Kids are at school during the daytime. There was very little we could do other than get a solar scope and look at the sun and, and stuff like that. But the caretaker of the school was a brilliant astronomer. And for him to teach me, you know, and I've forgotten a lot now, I'd go around his house, would have a, a kebab and a few beers, he'd get his telescopes out, and he'd get all sorts of amazing shots over and over. I could go to his house anytime, he could zoom in on uh, Jupiter or whatever, and then I'd come in the next morning and He'd show me pictures of other planets that he got in the past, you know, photographs. And he would do it over and over and over again. Really predictable, reproducible. All these things are predictable and reproducible. And I feel like that's just been glossed over. I feel like I've shown you where you can look, where you can go to see what you need to do reproducibly over and over. And then you've just said you want something that's reproducible with predictive power. I don't quite understand how that is response to anything I said, how that acknowledges anything I said. Um, I'll leave it there. I was going to say something else, but it slipped out of mind. I'll come back to it. You got it. Resetting for three minutes. And Howard, the floor is all yours. Oh, you're on mute. You're on, you're, uh, I, I asked you to unmute on Zoom. You have to unmute. unmute. Thank you. Uh, could you please put on the next video, which is called Second Level and Stationary Contradictions? 
And uh, just so you know, Conspiracy Cats, I will get back to you at the end with all the stuff that you're asking. Please let me know when you press play, James. Gotcha. And pressing play on that one right now. Thank you. So, yeah, I seem to be faced with a lot of these uh, YouTubers. Even in Spain, uh, I've had some of the infamous uh, YouTubers take the mick out of me. And all I've done is gone on national television and offered money for counter evidence because I've got reproducible primary observation here in Benidorm where we can see 20 miles away to level streetlights along the beachfront of San Juan. So um, that's a reproducible observation that anyone can make without having to spend lots of money. And you don't even have to zoom in with a camera, you can see it with the naked eye. So yeah, primary observation versus secondary information. We see level water, but we're told to believe that level water can also curve. Yet scientists have gone to the beautiful Bolivian salt flats and they have measured no curvature over a hundred miles, no vertical drop in a hundred mile distance, which is why a lot of people ignore the eight inches per mile squared uh, equation, but they love E equals MC squared. They also love to ignore that lasers can target, uh, lasers can see a target over a hundred miles away for rail guns and that helicopters can hover indefinitely without having to worry about the Coriolis effect. We even see that the pilots are taught to use a flat stationary plane of existence as a reference. And when we go up in an aeroplane ourselves, we can see up to 4,000 kilometers away, nearly 3,000 miles away when we're above Dubai looking at the um, Mount Everest. So yeah, even if you want to use a different equation, it doesn't matter. It's on, only mathematics. You won't see it in reality. We only ever see um, distortion from optical effects of atmospheric conditions and proves that space exploration is fake because all of the imagery they show us is a perfect sphere. Yet there's no curve down here. We only see the law of perspective and optical illusions. So I ask people to apply the scientific method, keep an open mind. I'm not a flat earther, I'm a globe skeptic because there's also evidence that water might be curving upwards as some people have been making observations where the horizon is always higher than the object that they're focusing on. So yeah, I ask everyone to keep an open mind. Earth may be a fourth, fifth, sixth, seven heavens, maybe multidimensional. So rather than argue over 3D shapes, maybe we should just uh, verify Time. what we can. Thank you. We will kick it over to Conspiracy Cats, thanks so much. The floor is all yours. Thanks very much. Um, I feel as if we're kind of having two different debates a little bit because I know the topic was space exploration and you seem to have veered off a little bit into level water and is the earth flat and we've got detectable curvature, which isn't, yeah, it'd be great for another debate, but it, it's not this one. Um, I'm, I'm struggling if I just share screen. Um, you know, I'm sure you've got other stuff coming, which which will be great. But I'm I'm struggling to see how anything that you you said in that video relates to the topic at hand, which is space, as opposed to sort of the the shape of the Earth. Uh, am I showing it? Minute I am, aren't I? Yep. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to assume is I'm just trying to update these tables here. 
um, that, that I've got. I'm going to assume that you don't have a response to ISS footage. You don't have a response to the fact that we can we can actually go there at these predictable times and look at it, uh, and we can track it, and we can film it, and we can see that it's all real. Maybe maybe you'll bring some of that back later on. So let's move on to uh, to something else. Okay, let's have a look at uh, where are we? Oh, uh, we'll come to that. We'll talk about the GRACE satellite, shall we? Now, the GRACE satellite is a satellite that's in space, obviously, uh, and it's used for lots and lots of things. One of the things it's used for is to help monitor uh, the drought situation in the US. It uses changes in uh, basically the gravitational field to detect how much water there is underground. The more water there is, the stronger the local gravity. and It picks these things up. Now, it's all right me just saying that. Uh, and it's all right that people who use the data generated by the satellite, um, you know, say that it's impossible to generate this data using ground-based observations only. So how about we have a look at the National Drought Mitigation Center that do some, this is for America, obviously, that do some really, really important work. They actually help ranchers and farmers uh, survive future periods of drought by using the data from the GRACE satellite to inform them of when that drought is coming. These maps that you can see on the screen are updated on a daily basis and are used for long-term planning because they are accurate and because they are work. Uh, they do work, all right? Um, they use the GRACE satellite data to not only monitor the drought, but to improve their practices to avoid that drought. Look at all these people. You've got you know, individual ranchers, communities, whole regions, blah, blah, Right, right, all across the US are benefiting from this data, right? And here is this data that's updated on a, on a daily basis from a satellite and used, used in the real world for good, okay? You can go and have a look at that yourself, uh, you know, the website. Uh, it was the National Drought Mitigation Center. You can see the work they do. You can see how highly valued they are. Now, if satellites don't exist, then what you're basically saying is that somebody's feeding them guesses and lies yet it seems to work every single time or well, where else is that data coming from thanks very much we'll see what you we will kick it over to howard for three minutes howard ready for you let me just unmute you really quick or you're already unmuted go ahead howard thanks james um please can we put on the next video which is fittingly uh third planets and stars and please let me know when you hit play gotcha just hit play thank you so we can see the sun differently than the sun that was shown just like the other stars voyager's cameras afforded scientists spectacular close-up views of great red spot a storm three times the diameter of earth raging in jupiter's atmosphere voyager atmospheric scientist dr andrew ingsoll the Great Red Spot is a counterclockwise rotating storm, sort of like a hurricane, that has persisted for over three centuries. So we can clearly see that the layer above the red spot was going left during some footage and then going right on other footage. These were known as wandering stars. Um, that's the moon, and directly above it is Venus. And Venus is uh, known as the... Even star of the morning star or evening star, Lucifer, because it twinkles in the blue sky, even to the naked eye. You don't necessarily need a telescope or a powerful camera. 
to prove that when the sun is setting behind Venus, it shouldn't be so bright. But we see cymatics, which is why I brought it up before. We see cymatics in the stars, just like we see cymatics in water and in crop circles, maybe because like the star forts and or bat battalion forts, uh, the crop circles have got something to do with the stars or the influence that they have on our atmosphere, hence astrology having so much relevance. So yeah, it's very important that the imagery that they show us of Jupiter, Venus, and Mars has absolutely nothing to do with the primary observations that we can all make with the naked eye, a camera, or a telescope. Unless you like looking at frying pans and CGI and just pretending that it's uh, what you've been told, you can look up at the sky yourself and you'll see that the so-called moons of Jupiter are also twinkling. So yeah, there's absolutely no reason for them to twinkle, show cymatic patterns, unless they actually are, are some force, some kind of inspiration to our atmosphere as the ancients depicted and constructed accordingly in their um, in alignment to them. So, you know, or well, you can believe this, I'm sorry, but like they're going to get a blowjob from the CGI that they show you Jupiter on um, Google images, or you can look at the moons, you can look at the rings of Saturn and see that there's like a vibration. It's, it's not what they're showing us on the computer screen. And amateur astronomers that are ground-based, it's all up for debate because we see different footage from my videos than yours. But yeah, maybe there's a language that we're being told to ignore because we're so obsessed with outer space instead of realizing that the real journey is inner space. Thank In you. Time. All right, kicking it over to Conspiracy Cats. Okay, dokie. Um, just show a screen again. Um, I do remember earlier on in the debate saying about, you know, space deniers who don't believe that exists using really poor astronomical techniques like a P900 or a P1000, putting up with all the atmospheric um, interference to take pictures of, you know, stars and planets and then claim that they look really weird and odd you know it, that's like me looking through uh some of that frosted glass you know looking at my back this is the foam in a, in a, uh, frosted glass and saying, oh, doesn't outside look really weird uh, it doesn't look like satellite. the photographs you know um I, I said that and i made it really clear that you can go to your local and they Please, can teach you how to take photographs even with, I would say it's probably not raining on YouTube, time, even with a p900 he's got videos out there where he's using them properly to take incredible photographs like uh guy stastro here go and follow him on twitter absolutely brilliant you can take photographs like this right guy stastro's saturn over here way better than Simon Dan Saturn, but even Simon Dan Saturn, which is great. And that was one of his early ones. I'm only poking fun if he's watching, right? Uh, love you, Dan, brilliant. But they all, they are not what you're showing me there. What you're showing me there are pictures clearly taken by a P900 or a P1000 through the atmosphere. I've made the point, I'm gonna make it again. Go to your local astronomy club. They will teach you how to use the telescopes. Then you will be able to take photographs like this and then you will no longer, in your pursuit of truth, think that those crappy ones you've just shown us using a P900 are relevant at all because you realize they're just the product of poor, poor astronomical uh, observation. And it really is that simple. I can't break it down any more than that. 
I've shown you where to go. You can go and do these primary observations. Please, please, please go and do them. And then realize that these P900 photographs you're taking are a bit crap. Really sorry. That's what they are. They're just a bit crap. Go and, and do it properly would be my um, would be my response to that. Uh, and I'll stop sharing there and mute myself. You got it. We'll kick it over to Howard for three minutes. The floor is all yours. Howard, I just asked you to unmute just to be sure you unmute first. Thanks, James. Um, can you please put on my fourth video in the list, which is titled Fourth Earth from Space? Okay, just started playing it now. Thank you. So just like we can see that they practice in swimming pools and that um, Mars rover might have been in the Nevada desert and that the space shuttles are just turbed up aeroplanes, please, I challenge everyone out there, look for space junk, find me one real photo. Because finding a real photo of the whole Earth is quite difficult, even the officials will tell you. And when we look at the footage from the Discover satellite, we can see that the clouds appear to say the word sit uh, at the top of the globe there, and they don't change throughout the whole five this is hours the of the photos that we're goes given. West uh, satellite. And thanks to Michael, we can see that there's no change in the clouds from the goes east or the goes clouds west. Clouds disappear when it rains, Michael. Hours, you know all this. Just a little Please, wiggle here and there. Be honest. You're not <laughs> well, that I would dumb. say it's probably not raining at the time there. With a quick excuse for everything that I can throw at them. And the question I've got now is why are those clouds so bright even when the, the sun isn't shining east on them? Satellite. Notice those clouds are very, very bright. And again, they aren't changing shape, size, or location in 39 hours. This is the Discover satellite. Now we see the same cloud formations because the, the information, the data might be real. But have you noticed that there's not even a wiggle in this footage? So the same cloud formations, um, but no so wiggle. This is, and this here is the, the clouds are dark. Which is in also geostationary uh, orbit. Look at that dark cloud. So that's inconsistent. You can't tell me that one footage is fake and the other's real. They're both fake. Blatantly. Geostationary uh, orbit. And how do these satellites stay geostationary or, or vice versa with all these different movements? How is it that all these satellites can manage to maintain such different speeds? And why is it that the military need blimps and certain aircrafts and drones? And why is it that the only satellites we can actually see are the ones that fall from high altitude? Because, yes, we know that there are satellites that can give us weather formations and the differences of cities over years. And thanks to seeing the differences of cities over years, we can see that the photos or images that were given of the United Kingdom and Australia and Spain are all fake because we can see what difference the sun can make over a year. Why don't we see any cities? Where is London? It's ridiculous. I can't even see London at night time. Where is it? You forgot about the capital. Thank you. Somebody been smoking and drinking. All right. We will jump into the three-minute response from Conspiracy Cats. The floor is all yours. 
Oh, one sec. Sorry, let me unmute you. Thanks. Cheers. Okay, so let's just search for that a second. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest, uh, Howard. While you, I was listening to what you were saying, but because there's a disparity between, up until now, everything you've said I've been able to listen and respond to. And I haven't had the uh, been paying attention to the watch page because of the delay, right? So when you were talking about specific clouds and specific images, I didn't see the ones you were talking about. However, if this doesn't address your point, please let me know and I'll go back and have a look. All right, so just let me screen share something. Um, so if I screen share this. Uh, and I was looking through this earlier. This is a cracking little article, essentially. right? And this, this little article here um, talks about the problems of clouds when you are uh, from satellite imagery. And the techniques that are used and you see it's pretty complicated. I'm not going to pretend I understand it. But the techniques that are used to remove the clouds so you can see uh, you, you can you can see the ground without the, those cloud formations there. Um, I don't know if that has fully addressed your point. I apologize. I'll make sure that I'm watching the watch page next time and I will see. Uh, but something I will say. So let's have a look. Uh, how long have I got left, James? You've got a minute, 33 seconds. Um, right, so the only other thing that I think I've got time for here um, is you were talking about cities and not being able to see the change in cities over time with satellite images. Um, you know, I think if you Google satellite images showing change over time, the first thing that comes up is this website here. And on that website, you just have access to hundreds of images where you can see, here we go, Salt Lake City showing changes over time. So I'm not quite sure why you said that, because um, it is literally the first thing that comes up when you Google that. So, so I can answer the cloud thing a little bit better. I'll have to watch the video. Uh, I'll make sure I'm watching it next time. Sorry. We'll kick it back over to Howard for three minutes. Howard, let me pull this over. And ready for you, Howard. Thanks, James. Uh, I believe the next video on the list is fifth space exploitation, please. And please let me know when you hit play. Hitting play right now. Somebody been smoking and drinking. 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 I mean, you got to laugh. Like I say, the footage is ridiculous. The older the footage, the easier to see the, the faults. And please ignore that SpaceX and other space agencies are also showing us that they've got cameras set up before the launch. Obviously, with green screen, they could have easily faked it. But you can see amateurs here faking uh, being in the space uh, International Space Station. And these literally did it at home, like my friend Alex, the conspiracy, conspiracy music guru. He's made some great music videos on his own in, in his music studio with a green screen. It's amazing what you can pull off. Also, the zero-G uh, airplanes are very, very common for giving the what we call zero-gravity effect. So it's very likely that they've been faking a lot of the footage that we've been taught to believe in. 
because we can see ways that they could have faked it. We even see celebrities learning how they could have faked it, that preach that we believe in the footage that we see. So I only ask people to keep an open mind and don't ignore facts like this SpaceX launch where there's loads of clouds overhead, still loads of clouds overhead, but then when they change for the outer space, there's no clouds overhead. So again, which footage is real? And when we see the launches, yes, they are real rocket launches, and they tend to be going over the Bermuda Triangle, which is quite convenient if they were actually landing in the sea as they appear to even though we've been told that they're following the curvature of earth i only ask people to keep an open mind because the bermuda triangle is right there and the russian space agencies and the japanese space agencies have also got point nemo which is quite convenient direction for them to launch their rockets so yeah there's propaganda before and after and it often depicts things um, that were then later shown to be reality because somewhere in our subconscious, we have an emotional feeling attached to that memory. So we want it to be true, just like our ego wants space to be infinite so that we can travel and become as gods, like they say. So yeah, you can see here footage of what they might claim as a practice landing but it's also shown that it could be a actual fake landing. Thank you. You got it. And going back to conspiracy cats, you just double check you're unmuted. Great. Ready yeah. for you. Thanks. Right. So what I would say with the uh, the image you showed where you had the uh, like the face sort of appearing, I would say that the camera that is is taking that image isn't going to be on the outside of the craft. It's going to be on the inside behind some sort of window. Um, you know, I've seen that a few times doing the rounds and I think, you know, it, it's not beyond the rounds of, uh, impossibility to say that's just the reflection of somebody in a, in a window, is it? I've seen that quite a few times, but you have mentioned reproducible. All right. And I don't think anything you've shown me there is, is reproducible that we see over and over and over and over again. You know, I think maybe you've taken a, a clip of something or been given a clip of something and you think, oh, that might be something, but it's not reproducible. When it comes to reproducible stuff, uh, I mean, we have talked about, um, am I screen sharing now? Yeah. Yep. We've talked about the ISS, being able to track it down and find it and actually look at it. We've talked about being able to go and see these rocket launches. We've been talked about being able to track the ISS and watch it live. You know, we've, been, we've talked about being able to, to take high quality pictures over and over and over again. We've talked about the Grace satellite being used for the good of humanity to help communities, the information that comes from it, to help mitigate the effects of drought. So let's have a look at something else that is reproducible. Okay, and that is satellite TV. So if you want to get satellite TV, what do you need to get? You need to get a satellite. And you can't point it in any old random direction. We all know that because you point it in any old random direction, you don't get a signal. But what you can do is you can download yourself. And this was a great video to highlight this. This is where I've got the images from. You can download yourself a satellite tracker app. And that satellite tracker app looks a little bit like this. And when you uh, click on it. This uh, bloke's obviously in Germany. It will tell you all the satellites 
And you have to be able to identify the one that comes from your, I think it's DBS provider, the one that you need to focus your satellite dish on. You click on it, and then what it will do, it will give you an azimuth, that's kind of like your east to west reading, it will give you your elevation, how much you've got to tilt it, to find that satellite. At this point, you've not, you've not pointed your satellite dish in the right direction, so you're not getting a signal. You then look at the bracket that's on the back of your satellite and you adjust the elevation to exactly what it says. This was 33 degrees, so they ended up adjusting it to 33 degrees. Uh, and then you place your phone on it. You've got this nice little compass thing here. And as you rotate with your compass on the dish, you can get it to the, oops, you can get it to the right um, azimuth. And then you're pointing it in the sky to a satellite. And suddenly, lo and behold, you can get Sky TV. And if anybody goes out and knocks your satellite dish, so it's not pointing up in the sky anymore, you don't get Sky TV anymore. It's almost as if these satellites are actually pointing at something that's sending them information. And that thing they're pointing at is in a fixed geostationary position in the sky. You did ask, how can they all operate at different speeds? Well, uh, essentially, at A-level, what we teach is that the centripetal force provided by gravity uh, has to be equal to mv squared over r for the satellite. So if the mass of the satellite changes, then the velocity has got to change at a given distance. If the distance increases, then you've got to change the speed. Um, I'll not bore you with the maths now, but essentially it's it's circular motion, and although a little bit more complicated. Time Sorry. off. No, no worries. We'll kick it over to Howard. Thanks so much. Howard, the floor is yours for three minutes. Thank you, James. Uh, I believe we are on number six. If you could please put the video sixth moon missions, please. And please tell me when you hit play. Just hit play. Thank you. So we can see official footage that light does not lie, yet NASA probably does because we can see different angles of light, just like we can see um, Buzz Aldrin in Nevada, where the mountains look just like the mountains on the moon. We can also see that the Earth rise wouldn't happen because where the where they officially landed. was supposedly the Earth had always be above them. And when we look at the footage from other space agencies, we can see that it's ridiculous. CGI and even Hollywood studio at best, it's uh, quite poor. Sorry, James, could you pause it just a sec? Sure. Paused. So sorry about this. My phone's just stopped working. I can't see my screen. Got about if a minute want, and a half just, left. Yeah, just keep playing it. And uh, if mine doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll just rely on the visuals. That max acceleration? Oh. Man, you are really bouncing. Is he on the ground at all? That's 10 kilometers. Huh? He's got about two wheels on the ground. He's a big rooster tail out of all four wheels. 
and as he turns, he skids, the back end breaks loose just like on snow. Come on back, John. So when we speed things up, we can see in what they look like in real time. It's quite easy to Man, I'll tell you, Andy's never seen a driver like this. And then what we see in outer space could easily be depictions. For MPCV, this next-generation spacecraft will enable America to explore beyond low Earth orbit. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. So they contradict themselves by saying they can't go through the Van Allen belt now. And don't forget that they're the biggest consumer of helium for some reason. Maybe it's because their rocket launches depend on them. Yeah. And how come my cell coverage isn't as good as the president's back in the 60s? And time, kick it over to Conspiracy Cats. The floor is all yours for three minutes. Okay, there was uh, something that I wanted to respond to, but I can't. It'll come to me. Right, anyway, one of the things you said was um, depictions, right? You said what we see could easily, easily be depictions. Uh, I'll update that on this table in a minute. Um, but depictions aren't things that you can go reproducibly uh, predict where they're going to be and see them in real time and, and track them like we talked about with the ISS over and over and over and over and over and over again with your own eyes. That's not a depiction, right? That is something that's real and predictable and reliable because you can do it over and 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 over again, right? That's not a depiction. It's not a depiction to use data to protect communities from drought, right? Those people are are having the the incomes the the whole way of working right uh built around the drought prevention information that they're given right they are they are shaping their lives around this information to make sure they can survive economically that's not a depiction that's real and if that information they weren't getting wasn't real right if those periods of drought didn't appear when they were told then they wouldn't do it right the national uh, drought mitigation center just simply wouldn't be a thing. It's not a depiction to point a satellite dish at the sky and receive the information from the satellite, and then when you knock it a little bit, you lose that signal, and it has to be pointing to a, a very fixed, specific position. That's not a depiction. Now, I think you mentioned the uh, Van Allen belts, okay? Now, the Van Allen belts, that is a good, uh, a good point. A lot of people talk about the Van Allen belts. Uh, essentially, if you were to you know do the do the research on how much radiation the people were uh, the the crew were exposed to passing through the Van Allen belts it is about equivalent to having two like uh, cat scans on your head right two ct scans on your head um do we want to be doing that no um but is it gonna kill you no there's a risk reward right we talk about cost benefit analysis when we're doing financial uh projects this, this had a, a more personal risk-reward strategy, and the people were more than happy to take that risk. F1 drivers are happy to take the risk of walking away from a crash. doesn't mean it's perfectly safe. Um, so what we're looking at, when you said, uh, why could they get through them then and not get through them now? It's not a case that they 
we can't get through them now. It's a case that A, we're not willing to take as big a risk as we did before. And B, as uh, MC Toon uh, said last night, the Van Allen belts has a much greater effect on the type of computers. He, he was talking about semiconductors uh, in his debate last night. The semiconductors uh, that we use today in the computers have a, a, a much more greatly affected by the radiation of the Van Allen belts than, uh, and I'm not an expert on this, I've only picked this up from MC2, and I'm going to be absolutely honest, but he's obviously done a lot of research into it. So, the, and, I, and I will have a, another, I'm not just trying to piggyback on the back of what he said. But I, I think just saying the Van Allen belts are dangerous isn't research enough. I just don't think that's research enough. But still, you don't need to be going through the Van Allen belt to have the ISS in the sky and space exploration being real. Just by saying the Van Allen belt is dangerous doesn't debunk space exploration. It's not the same fitness all the way through. We can, we can plot routes uh, and speeds to minimize the time we spend in it. The radiation, the amount of radiation that we get and go through it is manageable. It's not fatal, fatal sorry. It is just one of those risks. Uh, that <coughs> that was taken at the time. I can't remember what else you said, actually. If I've missed something, ask me at the end. Um, but I'm going mute. You got it. We'll kick it over to Howard for your three-minute response. Still on mute. Let me, I'm trying to unmute you on my side. Thank you, James. And uh, please, can we put on my last video, titled 7th? Suspicious Origins. And please let me know when you hit. Thank you. So, they said that they were very honoured to speak to the president, but when they got back, they seemed quite sad. And everyone says, yeah, but I saw it on TV. But that doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't staged. Because it could have easily been staged. Just like I say, we don't get good connection nowadays. How did they have such good connection back in them days, even now to go to Mars? We see that back in the early 1900s, they made a movie in France which depicted wizards changing the, their dress code to become uh, scientists, in which it makes you wonder, is Hollywood called Hollywood because the magic wands of witches were officially made by Holly, the Holly tree, because we seem to be entertained in which they are stealing our own free will by holding our mind, distracting it with illusions, which is wizardry, which might be what they were telling us in this French movie over a hundred years ago, because revelation of the method works like Stockholm Syndrome. When you ignore a truth that's been presented to you in satire or from authority or because you're in fear, the more you ignore these truths, the more under the spell of hypnotism you become. Yet this movie also shows that they used to and still do uh, acknowledge the stars and what we call planets as demigods even the Vatican has the biggest telescope in the world in which they look at Lucifer, the morning star, Venus. And all of the planets um, were depicted as demigods in stone throughout the ages. So we see the Earth rise even back in the early 1900s, but we wouldn't see that 
because of where the moon is positioned and where they supposedly landed on it. But we do see that they acknowledge the planets and stars, wandering stars and normal stars as demigods over and over again. And we also see that they're worshipping wizardry. So we look at things like Operation Paperclip, where the Nazis were taken from Germany and put into big, powerful positions, and also Aleister Crowley and the Scientology, Ron Hubbard, which are all into wizardry. And I was a Mason myself, so at higher levels and external uh, orders, there is magic rituals and uh, dark black magic. So that's maybe why they weren't so happy, because they were young and they didn't realize what kind of secrets they were going to have to keep. Thank you. You got it. We'll kick it over to Conspiracy Cats for three minutes. Hello. Um, okay, so Why what I got did... from that um, was that the astronauts look sad when they come back from the moon. I don't think so. I think someone could take this entire debate and find moments where we both look happy, we both look sad, take a short clip of, of us looking sad or happy and say, oh, look, Howard's looking really happy in this clip. He must be winning the debate. It's going really well. Or Howard's looking sad in this clip. Therefore, he must be losing the debate. It must be going really badly. And I think that's what's happened. Uh, it's a short snapshot. I have watched as much of that interview as I possibly can. I think they're in really good spirits. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see anything uh, wrong with that. The rest of it, talking about, uh, I don't know, Wizards, uh, a film about Wizards, the dress code of Wizards or something. Um to me, it's not relevant about disproving space exploration. Uh, neither is the fact that the Vatican has a telescope that looks at Venus. To me, that supports space exploration. Um, so, yes, I think uh, hopefully I've answered those questions. Let's have a look at what I've got left on my old uh, PowerPoint to uh, Yes, let's have a look at this guy. So, the man himself, the legend himself, Mr. T.J. Hooker. Uh, and he also played a couple of other characters. TJ Hook is obviously the best one. Um, now, he is a multi, multi-millionaire. He's in his 90s. It's fair to say that he probably hasn't got that long in his life left. He has absolutely no horse in the race of globe Earth, flat Earth. He's not had anything to do with that at all, ever. And he's recently gone into space and come back and told everyone about the beauty of what he saw, the beauty of the globe Earth, while he was in space. I'll keep this on space exploration, not the curvature of the Earth. Why would he suddenly, after all this time, <coughs> feel the need to do that when he's more financially secure than almost anybody on the planet, really? You know, um, he hasn't got that long left to live. Why would he do that? Why would Richard, Br Richard Branson do the same? Why would Tom Cruise, who's so financially secure, um, he's off to the ISS soon? Oh, was that my time? I heard a beep. No, you've got yeah. a little bit yet. Why would they do this? Why would they start jumping? Why, if they're trying to keep space exploration some kind of lie, you know, this secret a lie, or this lie a secret, sorry, why would now they be pushing commercial space travel and then pin themselves to the promise that they now have to send anybody that's got enough money into space? How are they expecting to keep that a secret? Now it's open to anybody with enough money. Like, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just say, oh, it's a bit too dangerous um, for for non-military, uh, non so no, we're, we're going to ban commercial space travel. Instead, they're opening their arms. Elon Musk wants to do it. Richard Branson's doing it. Bezos is doing it. They'll not be the only ones. People from all over the world, civilians, normal people, going up into space, why would they allow that 
if, if actually it's a lie that they're covering up. What, you know, it's like me saying that I didn't eat the last chocolate cake in the fridge, but then not actually wiping all the chocolate off my face to show that I've, I've eaten it. It just doesn't make sense. I'd love a good explanation from you if you've got one. Get over to Howard for three minutes. Okay, so uh, let's start with the TJ Hooker. I've seen a photo of him in the space jacket, the same as Jeff Bezos. I don't know if um, you want to find that while I'm talking. And you'll notice that it's actually been photoshopped. He's wearing it is. It's ju they've just put his head on Jeff Bezos's body. Um, and change the colors a little bit. You can tell by where the creases are in the jacket and everything. Maybe that's why you didn't use that picture. But um, apart from that one photoshopped picture that we believe in he's been to space or some videos of him in a capsule, which could have been a set, uh, don't forget that all celebrities sell out for fame and fortune. They literally sign a contract saying that they'll promote anything and they are owned by the industry. That's why people like Bob Dylan and Katy Perry have said that they sold their soul to the devil. Maybe it just means symbolically that they give up their free will and they do as they're told, even if they're against what they're promoting. And millionaires, billionaires, are probably just patsies. Like Bill Gates, I don't think that he really was going to be the monopoly of um, the operating systems, just like I don't think that he's really that powerful now. I think that they just put a face so that we have a Dr. Evil to point at, when really they're all uh, connected by family, their bloodlines. I mean, isn't it that Zuckerberg's uh, really a Rothschild? They're all born into these positions, and it's all a scripted reality. I don't know if Jeff Bezos is really uh, who we think he is. Just like I don't know if uh, any of these celebrities are trustworthy. They all belong to secret societies and they all had to perform dirty rituals and ceremonies with pig's heads and all sorts uh, to be allowed to have such spotlight and influence over the general public. So I see that you've got very strong beliefs and you've got very quick excuses for things like the misery that we saw on the faces of all three astronauts throughout the whole interview. Uh, excuses for the Van Allen belt and not going back to the moon in 40 years, Exclus excuses for how the clouds wiggle on the goes east and goes west satellite, but they don't wiggle at all on the Discover satellite. And you also seem to forget that the clouds were really bright on the goes east and goes west satellite, but they were dark on the Himawari 8. I'd love you to actually acknowledge these things that I'm saying and tell me why it is that we don't see a whole country with cities visible, as we clearly do see cities uh, changing from high altitude over a few years, we would definitely see cities on a whole country, but we don't because there are no photos of a whole country, which and is probably why you didn't go into that. Time. We could get over to Conspiracy Cats for three minutes. Okay, okay, so we'll talk about the picture. I have seen the picture. It was posted on Twitter. I did see it. And yes, it is a Photoshop of Steve Bezos with William Shatner's head on. So somebody has taken a photo and Photoshopped William Shatner's head and put it on Steve Bezos's body. Now, unless the conspiracy is that uh, the Blue Origin program only had one spacesuit and that was their way of pretending they didn't, I don't really see the relevance of that because clearly when you saw him on the video walking with the other astronauts, he did indeed have his own spacesuit. And it was him. So that picture, whether it was a promotional picture or somebody having a bit of fun, 
you know, he clearly had his own his own spacesuit. Um, so again, the launch. Yeah, we talk about videos, uh, and and we, we forget. Again, it seems not that long ago that I said you you can pay and you can go and you can watch these launches yourself. Plenty of people saw him launch. Plenty of people saw him land. You know, uh, so it couldn't have easily been a film set because plenty of people were there. But anyway, you mentioned the uh, images all looking different. I'm going to share a screen. Okay. And I have been doing a little bit of thinking that maybe the Eiffel Tower is a hoax because when I Google the picture of the Eiffel Tower, they all look different. They look different colours, uh, different amounts of clouds in the sky. It's almost as if they've been taken from different positions at different times of the day. Or is the Eiffel Tower fake and does it not exist? I am not sure in any way, shape, or form why you would expect all the pictures from space look absolutely exactly the same. And while we're at it, if the Eiffel Tower is a hoax, maybe Hetty Wainthrop uh, is a hoax. She's a, a legend in the UK, uh, like Miss Marple, because um, she looks different in all those photographs. Maybe they've been taken at different times a day. I don't know. Um, we would not expect them to be the same. Being a little bit more serious about it, let me just stop screen sharing for a second while I get the, um, the images that I'm after. Uh, then I'm not giving away everything I've got. Here we go. Right. Another reason they don't look different is to do with the focal length of a lens being used. Uh, as the focal length is increased, the field of view narrows, um, and, and we also get magnification as well. And that has a massive, massive impact. I mean, this is, again, reproducible. Something you can do as a primary observation yourself. It's the same globe. We can see uh, the size of the country on the globe changing. They clearly look different. Clearly, they look different, but, you know, perfectly reasonable explanations for it. So you can do the same yourself, even if you don't have a toy globe. You can get a camera. Um, these ones both taken eight feet away. We can see the difference in focal length. We can see the difference it makes on the picture. These ones 30 feet away. We can see the difference in focal length. Again, as the focal length increases, the field view narrows, and we get magnification of those, uh, those objects uh, that are in focus. Um, and they look completely different. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm gone. Am I screen sharing that? It's not showing as a screen share right now. Bollocks. Right. Sorry. No worries. Sorry. Did you miss my Hetty Wainthrop pictures? Correct. I don't. I, I think it was maybe a minute ago you had said that you were going to stop your screen share to find different oh. pictures. So I don't think we saw those if you had shown them after that moment okay but we did see head wave thought right so here are the pictures i'm talking about clearly the field the, the focal length increases the field of view decreases we get magnification of the object that's in focus and we get very very different uh images of the same thing same thing here right so these cars are eight foot the picture's been taken from eight foot in front of the car but again we've increased the focal length we've narrowed the field of view and we get huge differences so we're taking pictures of the same thing with different camera settings we're getting different pictures that's just what we expect. Um, so I, I have no idea why you would think they should all look the same. That's that's what gets me. I don't understand why you think they should look the same. Uh, I'd like that explaining. Sorry. No worries. Three minutes for you, Howard. Okay. Before I go on to them points, I'm going to quickly rip through all of those points. So please do tick them off your list. The International Space Station can be tracked. Yes. It can. I don't argue that, and no one does. Maybe because there are multiple drones, maybe there are multiple aircrafts in high altitude. And yes, they give us lots of data, and it all matches that there is something up there. But is it 
possibly um, drone aircraft or multiple. Could it be a UFO or a wandering star? Like other observations, our explanations and conclusions evolve and get better defined over time. So there's your International Space Station. Please tick it off. The Kennedy Space Center, yes, it does real rocket launches, as I said, conveniently near the Bermuda Triangle. Honestly, some of that footage that you showed me looks like it's just been reversed because how did he know exactly where it was going to land? And images from amateur astronomers, ground-based observations, they're all up for debate, as I have shown with footage from Nikon P1000 and Panasonic Lumic footage from multiple uh, sources. The National Drought Mitigation Center does get real data, yes, from HAPS, high altitude um, satellites, not satellites in outer space. And the P900 can be, a, or the P1000, yes, people can show you how to adjust it to show up the atmospheric conditions and show distortion like we'd expect. But many people are finding clarity in geometric patterns and also uh, consistency in those patterns and colors. No broken pieces, no missing pieces, no distortion, not out of focus like I showed in my video. And satellite dishes might bounce off the electromagnetic uh, torus field. Or, again, perhaps high-altitude uh, satellites like Pathfinder and Centrion, as we know they exist, and we've seen them crash. So, yeah, there are explanations for your whole list. You can tick them all off. If I've still got a bit of time... You've got 36 seconds. Let's do it. Um, you said there was nothing in my opening statement um, about what we'd agreed on. I said that space exploration is harmful because the United Nations is behind space. The WHO, climate change, history and uh, archaeology, and the Antarctic Treaty. So maybe we're putting a lot of trust in all our eggs in one basket. Thank you. We'll kick it over to Conspiracy Cats. And I think this is the last three-minute segment. The floor is all yours. Oh, bollocks. Uh, okay, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, so I've got that here. You'll have to just let me know if I've missed some. So basically, SpaceX rocket launch uh, could be reversed. We'll have a look at that in a second. Uh, is the you know it are is the ISS drones and planes around the sky? No evidence provided that it is. Uh, I've shown you a video that shows many many people calculating the altitude to it and all getting it the same. Um, so no, unless you're going to look at those videos and tell me what they're doing wrong, how they're calculating it wrong, no. Don't buy that uh, one bit. Uh, is the National Drought Center getting data from drones? Well, brilliant. Well, I'm, even if it is, which it isn't, um, the data uses changes in local gravity to measure the amount of water underneath ground. That is what the data is, changes in local gravity. So if you're saying that they're getting that data, I'm not going to argue with you that they're getting data, which is... Uh, about changing local gravity. It just means we both agree gravity exists, which is excellent. Let's go to the SpaceX rocket launch. What would I expect to see if, um, share my screen. What would I expect to see if this was going back in reverse? What would I expect to see? I would expect to see the smoke coming out of the engine to actually be going into the engine. I think we would all agree that. 
if this was actually uh, in reverse, the smoke would have to be going into the engine, not out. Now, I've not had a look at this to see. Maybe I'm going to be debunked live on Modern Day Debate. Let's find out. Um, or maybe the trees get in the way. Let's have a look. Oh, that looks, let's just look at that bit again. This looks to me like it's coming out of the uh, bottom of the engine, not in. Let's have a look again. It's coming down, it's coming down. Does it go out or in, out or in? Shake it all about, la la la, come on. Maybe I've gone back too far. Keep watching, the suspense is killing me. And it's coming clearly out, isn't it? It's clearly coming out. So it's not in reverse. And you can go, and people do go. And I just want to echo, this is my last little slot, I know that, but I just want to echo that all of these things you can do yourself. Please, please don't just say the ISS is a plane without going and finding out how to actually get decent shots of it, go to your local observatory, learn from them, and really dive in headfirst in your seek for truth. If you're not going to dive in headfirst and do these things, then you're not really seeking truth. You're seeking confirmation bias. You don't have to go to a local observatory and believe everything they say, but at least allow yourself to hear them out and then make an argument from an educated perspective. That would be my plea to you, right? Not to go and just believe what you're told, but to go to them, listen to what they've got to say, and then from an educated perspective say, all right, I now understand what they're saying, but I don't agree with it because of A, B, and C, rather than I, I have this feeling that there's some kind of bloodline that's taken over the world, even though I can't prove any of it. It's just, it's just a feeling and you can fake things if you want to. So everything's got to be fake, which is the vibe I'm getting from what you're saying. So you don't have to believe me. You don't have to listen to what I'm saying, but please go and do some of this stuff yourself and then make a decision from an educated perspective. That's the last thing I'm going to say. You got it. And with that, we are going to jump into the Q and a with that. I want to remind you, our guests are linked in the description. We appreciate our guests, or they are the lifeblood of the channel. And then, Howard, looks like you have a question yourself. Yeah, if you don't mind, I just had a few points, because we did only do nine rounds. I've just counted. Gotcha. Okay, if I'm wrong on that, then I'm willing to give you guys another round each. That's fine. I'm Thank trusting you, so you on this. Go ahead. Thank you. I'll go, yeah? Go ahead. Thank you. So this isn't a feeling. Um, I have personal experience. I was just over three years in the Freemasons, so it's not a feeling. I have personal experience about how serious secret societies are and uh, fraternities and um, their aim for globalization. And I believe that everybody's had personal experience in the last one and a half years. We've all seen the World um, Economic Forum telling us that we'll own nothing and we'll be happy. And we've all seen the new norm protocol being promoted as the only solution. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, also I wasn't talking about the launch of SpaceX. I was talking about the landing being uh, reversed. And I believe that we're looking at fanaticism because it doesn't seem that there's any mainstream narrative that you disagree with. I'm not going to say that you're a shill. I'm saying that maybe you're a fanatic. Um, maybe it's because there's a domino effect, because if any of the official narratives uh, don't add up, then they all fall down. Evolution, Big Bang, gravity, the globe. And you say that the shape of the Earth doesn't matter to space exploration? Are you joking me? We can make primary observations, and there's the Bolivian salt flats, which measured 100 kilometers with no vertical drop. How can you say it's not relevant when all of the imagery that space exploration gives us is a perfect sphere? Image. 
What about the Bolivian salt flats? What about the railgun? Please don't ignore it and say it's a feeling. Thank you, James. You got it. We'll kick it over to Conspiracy Cats for three minutes as well. Well, so the uh, the railgun uh, and the Bolivian salt flats, I mean, we are having a debate about space exploration. So very, very quickly, I know you've been involved in a, a debate with MC Toon. Uh, if it's just on Twitter about the, the railgun, does it have to account for Coriolis? But yes, it does. The, the salt flats aren't, you know, they're called flats uh, for a reason, but not the reason you think. Uh, you know, they are level. They do, unless you're going to present me with geodesic surveying that shows me that actually there's, there's absolutely no curvature whatsoever, that would be great. We can do that. Okay. Uh, not, but that's not just your eyes looking. Um, you know, that's, that's data and, and measurement. Um, I, did, I forgot the first thing you said. Um, I forgot what was the first thing you said. Howard, just come off mute for a second and tell me the first thing you said. Then I can respond to it. Let me un try to unmute you, Howard. Go ahead. You said it was a feeling that I was um, saying that there are bloodlines that do feel that they deserve to control the earth. Hence why the Rothschilds own the banks and the United Nations. Got you, got you. So my, my response to that is, look, we live, we don't live in a perfect world, right? We do live in a world where there are shitty people. Sorry, I should have asked if I'm allowed to, didn't mean to swear no on uh, Sorry. We do live in a world where there are some not so nice people. We do live in a world where people will try and take advantage for their own financial gains. We see these idiots who are selling these, you know, plastic buttons that you can stick on your phone to protect people that believe 5G is is is, uh, is harmful. You know, making money out of the gullible, making money out of these plastic things that, that are just basically resin with no working parts in it. You get scummy people doing scummy things. But that doesn't mean that the entire world is run by an organization that nobody has been able to uh, out or nobody's come off the deathbed and said, or come off the deathbed, nobody's gone to the deathbed and said, actually, I'm going to own up to what's happened. There's no evidence at all for any of that whatsoever. Um, you know, so, yeah, there are scummy people, but don't let that make you think that everybody's a scummy person and everybody around you is out to get you. Again, I'm just going to implore one more time before, before I shut up. Go and do some of these. Go to these observatories. Have a look yourself. Dive head first and then make an opinion from an educated position. Right. And to me, it's as simple as that. You can lead a horse to water, but if you're not willing to take that extra step and try and learn it is very, very difficult to, to see a way forward because you could learn and then say, ah, but you're wrong because of A, B and C. But if you don't learn, then you're not going to say we're wrong because of anything other than just gut feeling. You got it. And this question, in, thanks very much for your question. As we start the Q&A, Magellan says, so lots of things happened in the past and sometimes continue into the future. So space is fake. This is some serious brain rot. Howard, I think that's for you. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I've provided primary observations throughout the last four years that debunk the secondary information that people are asking me to be faithful in. Seems like a religion to me. This one from Cider and Port says, nothing in science has 100% consensus, yet medicines, computers, and even vaccines work. Science doesn't care if you believe it, it still works. Assume that's for you as well, Howard. No, I guess that's for the conspiracy cats because science doesn't care what you believe. 
it wants to be verified with primary observations, repetition, and it needs an independent variable to be manipulated. Otherwise, it's pseudoscience or fairy tales. You got it. This one coming in from Magellan says, Howard, please stop. We are all starting to bleed out from our ears. Uh, you wouldn't still be watching if that was true. Sofa you King... must have a little soft for me. Sofa King Sleepy says, so which topic are we settling on for this? Next up, well, Howard, we'll give you a chance if you want to explain. I think a lot of people had questions regarding I think that they're basically implicitly asking how some of the things that you discussed, such as the Bermuda Triangle, had anything to do with whether or not space exploration is fake or not. Well, it's kind of obvious. We're told not to travel in the Bermuda Triangle because of the magnetism or gravity or strange uh, things happening and people going missing. So isn't it convenient that they launch exactly in that direction? Maybe because they're not expecting anybody to see their um, rockets go into the ocean and get dragged back to land. You got it. This one coming in from Mr. Monster says, In my future, I will travel on a shuttle into outer space. You can't stop my dreams. I will achieve my dreams. Who are you to say I can't? They will be in your dreams. The only thing that's been taken to space is your imagination. And sadly, that's my whole point. Your imagination would be better free from them shackles and you would have your own journey. Your free will wouldn't be stolen from you because you would have your own imagination to journey inside, inner space. What is this world? What are we doing here? What is our relation to each other? And what are we supposed to be doing? It's a lot better than just being lost in space, dizzy from all these subconscious spirals that have been installed at a young age, giving you Stockholm syndrome so that you're a science denier and you're lying uh, and you're actually turning around calling me a science denier when I'm the one doing observations and offering money for counter, counter evidence. This one coming in for Conspiracy Cats. Question the answer says, Conspiracy Cats... I've been to many observatories. They've prove or they prove nothing being debated here. You cr your crusade is fruitless and asinine. Wake up. No, I'd say you. I mean, I don't know if he's a, a flat earther or a space nigh. What I think you can address if you go to an observatory is you can realize that the, um, a lot of this was was about the photographs, the quality of photographs being taken. A lot of flat earthers or space nigh will take those photographs of. Um, stars in the sky or planets looking like twinkling raindrops and diamonds and they'll say oh look look at the look at the beauty of this mysterious universe like how mysterious these objects are they're not like the cgi images that nasa show us but actually you go to an observatory and you learn from the people there or an, ast uh, a, um, an astronomy club really maybe i should have said you go to one of those and you learn how to take a decent photograph and you won't be taking photographs like that anymore and you'll no longer be making silly arguments like Oh, look at Jupiter. It's not how NASA show it. It's uh, a blob that flickers in the in the sky. You won't be doing that. So uh, I disagree. Um, there you go. And I'm sure if you go to a local astronomy club, you will find somebody who will help you take astronomy lives, tracking script, put it into a telescope, and you can track the ISS yourself. So maybe go there and ask about that. Next time will be my answer. 
You got it. And this one coming in from, do appreciate your question, two-parter from Johnny46BA says, space does exist. It is often found just before a comma. Could it be that you are being ridiculed because you are saying ridiculous things, Howard? Well, when you put it like that, you're literally correct. And uh, I might just take advantage of this. That was a very good point. Um, where you were saying uh, the the Bolivian salt flats is just an observation, no. As I showed in my video, Oxford Academic has done top topography, I can never pronounce it, topography of the Salar de Uyuni in Bolivia. And they have measured with different instruments and there is no vertical drop over kilometers so thank you it's not just the rail gun and your belief in it following curvature and coriolis it has been measured flat by oxford academic thank you very much james can you i chip in the james is that okay go ahead well uh, if you can get that data to me i'm willing to bet uh now that that data suggests there's no change in elevation and that has been taken and passed on by flat earthers with this this kind of like Chinese whispers to there is no measure of curvature. I'm willing to bet. But, you know, maybe that's time for, for another debate. I have to see that data. If you can send it me, if you can link it to me on Twitter. But my feeling right now is that uh, that, that data says there's no change in elevation, not that there's no curvature. Science doesn't care how you feel. This one coming in from Magellan, thanks for your support, says, the salt flats have little variation in altitude. It doesn't mean they are flat. They are even used for satellite range calibration. Stop talking. Then says, well, we'll give you a chance to talk about uh, that, and then we'll go to the second one from Magellan. So it's called salt flat, yeah? But it's not flat. Like, level isn't level. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are really clinging on to your little uh, beliefs there. It's a bit pathetic. Sorry, just being honest. This one coming in from Magellan says, let's see, holograms, you can't be sure of anything. Gas in a container, hyphen, Van Allen belt. Howard, Is that a question? Oh, sorry. A statement for I Howard. guess he's various Van Allen belts, there might be different um, tourist fields because there might be extra uh, terrestrials on extra terrain. Like I say, seven heavens, there might be seven tourist fields for a multi-dimensional earth. But that's another conversation, I guess. But the Van Allen belt, yeah, could be multiple. This one coming off, Mr. Monster says, I can shine a laser off of the mirrors left on the moon, proving space travel is real. I've seen the shadow of earth on the moon no more am I deceived. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering how fast we're spinning and how fast the moon's uh, spinning, it's like um, Tom Jump thinks he can hit a radio wave and get it back. Um, he's got such good aim. Well, they were able to bounce things off the moon before they even put a mirror, supposedly, on there. And if the moon is generating its own light, as thermometers suggest when you check water that's been left unsheltered and uh, unshaded direct moonlight, then, yeah, it could actually give us all kinds of readings because we could be reading the light it emits itself, the radiation it's emitting, not reading a bounced back uh, signal or laser. You got so it. So keep testing. This one coming in from Dr. Chaos is for Howard. What is Point Nemo? 
it's um, a reference point that they uh, have on that map where they seem to send all rockets in that direction, Russia and Japan, because it's possibly another kind of Bermuda Triangle. This one, and no sail area. This one coming up from Wade Watts says, is this a space debate or flat Earth? Keep to the topic. I think that's As I said before, they're asking how is flat Earth. I think what they're trying to ask more explicitly is how is flat Earth indicative of space exploration not being real? Okay, I I did mention it before in my statement and uh, in in a rebuttal. I'll just remind everyone again: we are shown imagery of perfect spheres. Yet Neil deGrasse Tyson says it's a bit wider at the bottom. Yet we observe no vertical drop. I'm not a flat earther. I'm not saying that Earth is flat. I'm saying that all of our primary observations show that it's either flat or possibly concave. But there is no evidence of a convex surface that we stand on. So all of the imagery that is sh and video footage from the space agencies is blatantly fake. So if they're faking the footage, they're most probably faking the whole expedition and it's really exploitation. This one coming in, do appreciate it, from Mr. Sensible says, I don't know what Howard's saying, but I like fluffy kittens. Your old buddy, Mr. Sensible. Yeah, he's not very sensible, is he? He, he really sticks to the satire. All right. I wish people jump could into this topic. I don't, want to, I don't want to go too the far United into the... Uh, we'll, we'll give you, if you guys want to debate again, but I, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on that. Astronomy Live says, I'm officially inviting Howard to remote control my telescope over the internet as it tracks uh, the International Space Station and to see for himself that it's real. Does he accept? Like I said, you don't know what you're tracking. This one coming in but from... But we know there's something up there. Yeah. Go ahead, Conspiracy Guys. Yeah, so I just want to... Uh, sorry, my, uh, I don't know what you said. I just want to thank him for uh, allowing me permission to use his stuff. And uh, I was a little bit cautious. For some reason, I had in my head that this debate was tomorrow, not today, even though you were very clear that it was today. You were all very clear it was today, and I messed up. I told him it was tomorrow. And I didn't really get my prep done until this morning because uh, I thought I had an extra day. So I apologize for not using as much of your stuff. But I just wanted to thank him because he was really helpful. That's it. Sorry. You got it. And this question coming in from Tax Cattle says, for both of you guys, ever wonder why there is nothing on the moon? And they say it's been five decades since, I, I suppose they mean since we've been there. I'm not sure uh, what they're getting at here. We'll give you each a chance to respond to it. Can I go first? Sure. Yeah, it's it's a great, great point. Uh, if we had really been to the moon, we would have left much more than a mirror. We would have left different things there, like lights or painted things. Just like when people are stranded on an island, they put help with all the petrified organs that they find along the coast. Uh, they will write help because they want to be rescued well surely we would have said something like hello or something we would have written something on the moon or we would have done lasers or something to to say hello from the moon even when we're not there we would have even left uh, cameras up there to show the earth rotating from the moon which is footage we've never seen by the way so yeah we, we would have things up there to see us and to see that great point Go ahead, conspiracy cats. 
I was going to say they they did leave a flag. You got it. And this one coming in from I gotta move forward. This one coming in from Sean A. Hawkins says Howard demands firsthand evidence, but how many of those out of focus lights were recorded by him? About half. Uh, me and my friend Damien recorded uh, quite a few on the Panasonic Lumix, and he had a real big, long lens. He, he paid quite a bit of money for it, actually. And uh, I've also had a lot of footage from Instagram Firmament, who's got the P1000, uh, and he sent me uh, some footage of uh, Jupiter with the twinkling moons. Twinkling moons. Where do you, you got it. Where do you put stuff? Go ahead, Conspiracy Cat. Thank you. On that, um, like Howard, if uh, Astronomy Live was on not so long ago and he did, he did offer to give you remote control of his telescope, right? So you see the ISS and you, you weren't happy about that. Um, those out of focus lights that you were filming won't be out of focus. If you learn from somebody like him to actually take a photograph properly, would you be open to, to having some time with him if he's up for it, for him to show you how to actually use your telescope to get a proper picture of a planet and a proper picture of the star, to show that those out of focus things you're taking, your primary observations are wrong. Would you be open to, to him teaching you a little bit about that? I don't agree that they're out of focus, but I would agree to watch or listen to his explanation as I have listened to other people's explanations and I've seen people adjust camera settings to get a twinkling wandering star like Venus to not look like a twinkling star anymore. So I know that you can change the settings to get them to look how you want them to look. But my point is that you can see with the naked eye, and I don't believe that my eyes need to be uh, set differently because everyone can see Venus twinkling in the blue sky when the sun is setting behind it. We can all see Jupiter and Saturn twinkling in the sky uh, when really they shouldn't be twinkling. They shouldn't be so bright with the naked eye. But Venus is my best point. The sun's behind it. How are we looking at the dark side? No matter what telescope, camera, or naked eye you use, how can the sun be lighting up Venus when Venus is in front of the sun in relation to us? And you can do a little drawing to simplify it if you want, but my videos and Mr. Sensible's videos show the sun setting behind Venus and that Venus is twinkling very bright in the blue sky, not like a solid surface or a gas giant, giant like uh, Jupiter supposedly is. This one coming in from The Logical Hillbilly says, Gotta lie to flurf, isn't that right, Howie? Yes, which is why I'm not a flat earther. I'm a globe skeptic. I don't know what shape Earth is. I can just prove that there is not anything near not eight inches per mile squared, which there should be up to 2,000 kilometers if the Earth was 40,000 uh, kilometers in circumference. This one coming in from Mr. Monster. For Howard says, pretty soon commercial space flight will be available for cheap, and then you might finally believe and not be such a skeptic. No God in heaven, just stars. Wow. You'd still have to believe, though, wouldn't you? You'd have to believe that the aircraft you're on hasn't got the television windows. You'd have to believe that the windows aren't convex. And you'd have to keep waiting because uh, Richard Branson was promising that, I think, back in uh, 1996. So, so far, it's just celebrities and these 
billionaires, self-made billionaires that own islands and call them businesses virgin because they're pedos. But it's okay, you keep trusting them weirdos and keep telling me to wait, be patient. Since 1996, that pedo can tell everyone that he's going to take commercial flights, yet we can see there's no curvature down here. It's like, wow, you've got to believe? Why don't you just check? You don't have to wait. Go to the ocean, go to a lake, check for yourself. There's no vertical drop. I'm just, guys, at this point, I, uh, James, this has been absolutely brilliant. I've really, really, really enjoyed it. Howard, I want to thank you so much for being um, really civil with us. But I'm going to jump off a stream where people are making accusations that other people are paedophiles. So I'm going to go. But thank you for the debate. James, thank you so much. Uh, but that's something I, I want to stay clear from. But I'd love to come back. You've been brilliant. Thank you, James. Nothing to do with you. Howard, thank you so much for the debate. But to me, that's um, something that I can't, I can't put up with. So I'm going to go. Fair enough. Take care, conspiracy cats. Folks, if you've asked a question, we uh, obviously can't ask it to conspiracy cats since he's left. We can't ask it to Howard. We're going to ask that to Howard. This one coming in from Ozian says, Howard, I will go to Antarctica with you and you can show me how it's a hoax. It is not illegal to travel there either. That's the hoax. Look up the Antarctic Treaty and to get permission to go, you will have to agree to such ridiculous conditions that you wouldn't be able to explore independently. You'd go as much as two, three days and you'd have to come home because you're not allowed to take uh, anything like food, machinery, or even uh, animals to travel. So if you're traveling by foot, good luck. Let's see how far we can get across the Antarctic, yeah? This one coming in from Wade Watts says, try playing Kerbal Space Program. Great game and learn about space too. Yeah, you'd have to learn about space to believe in it. And that's the problem with everybody. It's, you know, every, all these intellectuals learn all of the data and feel that they know something when really you just believe in the information that you've learned. You don't know anything. All we know is what we can test and what we experience. And we don't experience any curvature. We don't experience any Coriolis effect. We don't even experience the, the, the manipulation of gravity. We can manipulate density and buoyancy, and we can uh, go up in hot air balloons and see that the Earth is stationary in all experiments that we can test. This one coming in from JF Gamby says, care, I'm French, do not attack the Eiffel Tower, never. George, where? as commander thomas pesquet if not in the iss a fancy escape game yeah there's a there's a movie uh, i forgot what they call it now but um they show how they could escape they they might have faked uh, going to mars in the movie and they have like a fireman shoot to escape from the rocket and go down a slide but yeah, the Eiffel Tower was pretty weak evidence. I mean, why did we have to look at cars and vans and Eiffel Towers and, and a picture of a globe from a different angle? Is it, wouldn't it have been better to have shown real photos of the United Kingdom or Australia and compared them to make his point? Why did he have to change the subject and you know simplify it and, and try and trivialize it? This one coming in from Sean A. Hacken says, isn't Howard offering more money in his challenge that a ticket to space costs? He could go if was a truth seeker and not a Poe. 
And then also says, Howard, let's see, offers a money challenge, denies all evidence, and acts smug about thinking nobody has won. It's blatant dishonesty and rather pathetic. That's slander, and I don't appreciate it. I kept the offer open for three years. I made a public post on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, every every social platform I can think of. And uh, I told everyone, post your evidence on my Facebook post so that everyone, all public, can see the evidence. And that way, if I refuse evidence, everyone will see that I've refused it, and then people can tell me if I'm wrong. And sorry, there is no evidence. Nobody sent any real reproducible evidence. I got someone trying to uh, fake it with a black and white picture, and luckily I caught him out and didn't hear from him again after he threatened me and all that. And I got another guy sending me a video of perspective going up a mountain and seeing further on a, on a misty day. But nobody was able to show a reproducible photo or video of landscape hidden due to curvature. So, you know, enough of the slander. I held my offer for three years, and in three years, nobody came up with nothing. And since the pandemic, I've had to reimburse my funds. So, you know, sorry, but I think three years is long enough to prove my point. This one coming in from, I do appreciate your question, JF Gamby says, besides, I'm a Freemason. Want to debate, George? Say that again. Well, actually, this is a two-parter. He said, first, care, did I read this one? Care I'm French, do not attack the Eiffel Tower, never, George, where as commander Thomas Pesquet, if not in the, where is commander Thomas Pesquet, if not in the International Space Station, a fancy escape game, and then says, besides, I'm a Freemason, want to debate me, Howard George Stirrup. Yeah, anytime, pal. Anytime you want to defend uh, secret societies and, and keeping truth from people, I'll take you on no problem. I've got nothing to hide. And, and about your question, maybe he's on the island with uh, Richard Branson looking for virgins. Who knows? This one coming in from Warren Evans says, The surname Stirrup comes from the 7th century English for ironmongers and leather works who used to be called alchemists. So George is a decent from a descendant from wizards you can't prove me wrong so i'm right cool stirrup also is the smallest bone in the human body in the ear and it's also what you put your feet in if you go horse riding you got it and mr monster says howard do you believe the moon is cheese nah i um i actually think that the is it tin is it that like all the so-called planets, the wandering stars, were, were known like um, Mars is I think, and uh, the sun was gold, the moon was silver, Venus was tin, and um, this could be very true because maybe there are more than like gas, liquid, and solid. Maybe there's another form of being, and maybe I don't know, but there's definitely something to why all the ancients referred to the wandering stars as metals in maybe a higher um, format or a higher dimension. It's interesting and people should look into it. You got it. New question coming in from Agent Smith, number 2727 says, Howard slandered Jeff Bezos, but then cried about slander? 
Well, when I slandered Jeff Bezos, what did I say? That he might not be the guy that we think he is because lots of uh, celebrities have got backstories that were scripted, like they changed their name. So I don't fall for these narratives that some guy made it and he's now a multi-billionaire because I see that in the bloodlines of the presidents and prime ministers and royal family all over the world, they're very connected bloodlines. So it wouldn't surprise me that these self-made billionaires are not really self-made billionaires, but they're actually part of bloodlines and they've just been given names and stories to, to promote a new narrative because Amazon, A. Mason, it's, it's all coincidence, but in Gematria, it looks like a lot of their names do have um, numeralic, num, numeralic uh, meaning. I can't think of the word. <laughs> this Sorry. one coming in from, do appreciate it. New question from Parabindu says, can Howard visualize and explain these measurements? Arctic Circle, 16,000 kilometers. Tropic of Cancer, 37,000 kilometers. Equator, 40,000 kilometers. Capricorn, 37,000 kilometers. Antarctic Circle, 16,000 kilometers. Dot, 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 only a sphere. I would ask that person if they have measured those um, circumferences themselves, those, or are they just going off secondary information that they've read? Uh, I do know that the degrees uh, are quite interesting uh, I, that was in my last presentation that the 666 appears quite often. I think it's 66.6 degrees, the Tropic of Cancer, and 66.6 degrees, the Tropic of Cap Capricorn. So, yeah, the numbers are very interesting. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Long Nights YouTube and says, Howard, good stuff, entertainment gold. Could get a GoFundMe together with Mark Sargent to get on Blue Origin or another flight, live stream it, and kill two birds with one stone? Prove, quote, flat earth, unquote, and space at the same time? I, I, I don't know why people keep going back to you need to get on an aircraft and, and see from high up. I'm down here, and I can see way further than I should be able to. Street lights 20 miles away. I can go to the party island Ibiza and from Denya, from the mainland, I can see the whole island. It should be 2,000 meters below the horizon, but it isn't. So what is everyone obsessed about going up there and seeing something when if they can use trick photography and trick uh, camera and Hollywood to fool us down here, maybe they could fool us up there. I'd like some reproducible evidence down here. And all of the evidence we've got proves that they're lying to us. So. I'm not a flat earther, but please snap out of it. Because if one of the things I say, like the radius of the earth is wrong, or that stars are not so far away, or that the moon chills, if one of these things is right, then every single part of the globe theory and space exploration domino effect, which is why if, uh, you get these infamous YouTubers like the conspiracy cats um, move, that will not get any narrative. This one one, in, you do appreciate we're, we're not gonna even though he's gone we're not gonna i don't want you to talk about conspiracy cats when he's not here to defend himself even though he voluntarily left but so i far, just meant what he said about King not, uh, going Sleepy says asking who who'd win in a fight a unicorn or pegasus i think they're mocking you 
Next up is one coming in from Magellan. Thanks for your late question. Says the size, high albedo, and remarkable flatness of the Salar make it an ideal reference surface for satellite-based altimeters. Howard, what are your thoughts? Altimeters measure the altitude. Yeah. Altitude. So you can go high up and over that 100 miles that they've measured no vertical drop, you'll still have the same altitude. Aeroplanes use altimeters to maintain the same altitude because they don't have to follow curvature, which is why they don't dip their nose even in a 12-hour flight. Yeah, gyroscopes and altimeters, the great evidence that there's no vertical drop. You got it. This one coming in from Jeff Cordell says, Cat, let's see. I get, let's see. So since Cats isn't here, I don't want to uh, speak for him, and I certainly don't want Howard to speak for him. So I, that's a question that I uh, we might have to save if if Cats comes on in the future. But this one coming in from do appreciate your question. Last minute question. Zagros Ozcan says, "What expertise in digital science imagery does George have in order to call footage and images of Earth slash the Moon quote unquote fake?" I keep saying our primary observations with the naked eye conflict with the secondary information that we're being fed. So you can believe in the secondary information that contradicts with what you can see with your primary observation, but that makes you a believer rather than a verifier, which means you're into pseudoscience and not the scientific method. This from from Warren Stevens says, everything George presented was put together on a PC, therefore it's all CGI, and therefore it's fake. Yeah, that's a little bit of a weak argument, because the stuff I was putting together on my computer were primary observations for people to go and check with the naked eye. I, I keep saying it. Go and make your own observations. My videos are just telling you what to look out for or how to do it for yourself. You got it. And Roy Lindsay says, Howard, how do you know your eyes aren't quote unquote TV windows and everything you see is just a lie? Because part of the scientific method is repetition. You ask others to verify. So I went on national Spanish television and I offered 10,000 euros because it seems very difficult to motivate people to verify a few things for themselves. So I went and waved money on national television, went viral on South America and internet and newspapers and magazines, and all I got was ridicule and satire. And four years later, I'm still answering the same daft questions. Go and check for yourself. Let me know if you've got something to show in counter evidence. Otherwise, I'm not interested in the explanations and excuses that you've been taught to believe. This one coming in from Zagros, Ozcan strikes again, says, can Howard explain exactly what the Coriolis, Coriolis effect is and demonstrate his knowledge with a free body diagram and some math to back it up? Yeah, the Coriolis effect is a fairy tale story, just like uh, dark matter and uh, the Big Bang and the uh, theory of relativity, you can have some really complicated equations and calculations that might make sense to a select few, but they can't be demonstrated. So even if I have a lack of understanding, 
you can't demonstrate them even if you do understand them. And even if you can make the math work on paper, if you can't demonstrate it or explain it in simple terms, then it probably isn't true or that you don't really understand it yourself. You got it. And this one coming in from Ozzy and says, you slandered Branson for virgin air, you hypocrite. Really? I've seen photos of him with a young girl wrapped around his uh, wrapped, wrapped around his hips. And I've got plenty of video and photo evidence uh, collected on my TikTok and also on my bit shoot. If anyone wants to look into all the pedophilia in Hollywood and the politics, it's blatantly a problem. And all of the rich billionaires and politicians and celebrities have to have uh, activity in pedophilia, cannibalism, and uh, human sacrifice to be allowed such spotlight. So I'm not talking uh, conspiracy theories. There's enough uh, celebrities and politicians that have been caught, and royal family, that have been caught at it. And there's footage come out of David Cameron and all sorts. So it's a little bit naive to, to pretend pedophilia isn't a real problem in the elite. It's a bit naive. This one coming in from Timothy Bryce says, would I be correct in assuming your particular religious views are the cause of some of your bias on this subject, Howard? I don't have any religious beliefs, and I challenge anyone to quote me uh, where, I, where I've made a religious belief. I don't have any religious beliefs. I have an open mind. I acknowledge that there is uh, evidence of um, principalities and higher uh, dimensional beings things that we can't see. I see evidence of creation everywhere. I haven't seen a table uh, come out of nowhere or, or a computer a laptop or a watch ever form from over a lot of time. So unless you can come up with a better explanation than a creator, then I'd say you're religious. I'm not giving a name or a story or a date or a time, um, time to any of it. I'm open-minded. That's not religious. This one coming in from Long Nights YouTube and says, Howard, my man, we ask about fights because it would be the easiest way to prove it. I think they maybe they meant flights. The experiments that y'all come up with are always challenged. We can see 4,000 kilometers away when we're above Dubai looking at the Mount Everest. Where's the curvature? We can fly over the North Pole and um, we don't have to turn left or right in a 12-hour flight. If the ball's turning and you left Europe, you'd land in Europe if you flew in a straight line, but you don't because Earth isn't spinning. Otherwise, helicopters would have to follow the Earth and so would the Red Bull skydive. Uh, you would have landed in a different location three hours later, a different state or the ocean. It's coming, quite obvious, isn't it? Coming in from Warren Evans says, when I traveled on the bullet train in Japan at 320, 320 kilometers per hour, it wasn't moving. It was TV screens from windows. I think they're parody, doing a parody of your argument. Yeah, have you ever been to one of those uh, emulations where you go in a big... Uh, Thing and, and like you sit in a chair and the whole the whole room moves and you know the whole roof and the windows they can fake so much nowadays 
in theme parks. This one coming in from Zagros Ozcan says the math required to model the Coriolis effect is high school level, and the physics experiments done to demonstrate it are extremely simple, Howard. Yeah, so if you're a sniper, it would matter which direction you're pointing. It would matter which elevation you have and which elevation your target has. How are you going to calculate all these different factors? I would love to know. You got it. And Warren Evans, last minute question, says Howard has pictures of him with other men. Therefore, Howard must like men using his standards or chain of reasoning yeah i've got friends of all kinds um and i still have friends in freemasonry but um i'm not sure what the relevance of the question is i think it was earlier you mentioned uh the owner of virgin airlines you said had pictures there's pictures of him like with young girls or young women or whatever it was and that you had said that that's evidence of him being a possible pedo and basically this person is saying hey like if we have pictures where you happen to be in a picture with somebody then uh, namely if it's other men you must like men according to your reasoning no my, my main point was that to be so successful and have so much spotlight you have to be part of a club and there's many clubs there's many orders there's many secret societies outside of freemasonry um witchcraft is you know very base is um is all about getting people to um to take part in rituals so that they're part of the club you can't be allowed such spotlight and uh, influential power over the general public unless they know they have some power over you and the only way you can have power over the rich and famous is by having dirt on them Makes sense. And he calls his business Virgin, and he owns an island close to Epstein's Island. And I'm sorry, but he's friends with all the other dodgy uh, celebrities that are in trouble for pedophilia or in suspicion of pedophilia. So, yeah, it's not really uh, a long shot, is it? With that, we want to say, folks, thanks so much for your questions. Thanks so much for all of your support of the channel. We have a juicy one coming up this Friday. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button as it is going to be a juicy political debate. And we have many more debates to come, though. Want to say, let's see. Want to say thanks so much for all of your support. All of our debates end up on the podcast within 24 hours. And they also have our guests linked in that podcast episode. So... You can find our guest links both here in the YouTube description as well as at the podcast description box for this episode of this debate. So with that, thanks so much, folks. I will be back in just a moment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.